What is going on you guys and welcome back to another video. Today we're going over three stocks to buy. This is going to be a fun little one. We're kind of getting away from the tech sector because you guys have seen enough videos these days on, you know, the Amazon's dropping 20% and Facebook and Meta and Google. That seems like what everything that I'm seeing out there. Let's look at three different stocks that you maybe would not have considered stocks that I think are worth a look. Obviously do your own research and due diligence when it comes to any of these positions. These are just three that are um, kind of top of mind for me. And not necessarily saying I would buy these. Like, I'll give this first example for one. Let's talk about Adidas stock. You guys know I'm actually more of a fan of Nike, right? If I had to pick one of the two, it'd be Nike. But with Adidas dropping here, like, literally worse than, like, a Netflix, worse than a, a Meta, 75% off highs, I feel like this is one that has definitely piqued my interest to start looking deeper. And just FYI, Adidas is a stock that trades out of Germany, right? Founded in Herzengars. Herzengarnach, somewhere in Germany. This one, I believe, does trade on the Frankfurt Exchange. However, we can obviously buy these international companies via an ADR. So whenever you see a, a ticker that ends in like Y or F, kind of these strange ones, you can go buy them um, here on the North American markets, over the counter technically, but uh, ADDYY is the one that um, we're looking at here. And I think it's just a fun, interesting one. Like, like I said, down 75% off highs. Uh, one of the more recent things, like literally last week, if you guys were following along, basically they terminated their partnership with Kanye West, which was just adding fuel to the fire, right? The stock's already been performing poorly. Then you have this news. To me, it's like just like everything kind of, uh, you know, dragging the stock down, kind of like at the depth of the valleys, which is like kind of, it's like, yeah, adding fuel to the fire, if you will. And to me as an investor, it's like, these are things that I'm, you know, they pique my interest. It's like, okay, nice. Like sell off more, sell off more uh, because it just provides potentially more and more value. And with Adidas's case, again, I'm not trying to say here that I prefer this over Nike, not not, not the case, but I do think it gets overlooked because this stock, uh, again, I'm just using Simply Wall Street here, but what they believe based on their little snowflake, I found out this is called a snowflake analysis, which makes sense because it's kind of like a, all the different uh, points that they cover. But uh, trading 45% below uh, estimates of fair value, uh, earnings forecasts are set to grow. We'll take a look at that in just a second. One of the things that they... Um, put here as unstable dividend. So here's a risk analysis. This is a dividend stock. So it doesn't actually show it here on the ADR, but if we were to go over to their dividends and this is stock unlock, actually one of the projects that Daniel Pronk, another uh, YouTuber is working on and love what he's doing over there. Here's stock unlock, just feel free to check it out you guys. But uh, dividend today sitting at 3.82%. So I wouldn't say this is like a dividend play, but with the stock dropping so, so much, you are pulling in a nice yield while you wait for this stock to maybe possibly recover. Here's what they're talking about, right? They did uh, suspend the dividend. They reinstated it back in February of uh, 2021. So this was basically a COVID measure to protect on the downside. And of course, with any of these screeners, I think their rule is like with the, if, it, if a company suspends the dividend within five or 10 years, whatever their tracking metrics are, it'll automatically flag as a risk, right? But we look into that further and I don't think that's much of a risk. That's just a COVID um, protocol. And pretty much on the dividend side, to me, this actually looks pretty stellar. Uh, I don't want to go see stellar like this is a great dividend stock like the last stock that we're going to cover today but it is pretty solid for a retailer 3.82 percent dividend we see it's growing by nine percent over the past five years again this is probably going to be a bit of an outlier but we see a very healthy payout ratio and even on a free cash flow basis paying out less than half this is something that i think is is quite quite fair for a company like adidas but um, from just a top level what i see when i look at a company like this we see revenues over the past basically over the past few years has kind of stagnated right so we're not seeing massive massive revenue growth and I don't think that's actually the name of the game what I found to be more fascinating is when we look at net income uh, actually which is ultimately what we care about again it's not massively growing but what the analysts are expecting over the coming few years 
Is top line revenue not to grow all too much? If we look at the average consensus going out to 2026, growing at seven, eight percent, but they are expecting a big spike in um, earnings and essentially the company becoming more profitable, more efficient. And that I think is a positive. One thing I think that is worth noting about uh, Adidas is basically from a top level, people don't like Adidas as much as Nike. I understand that. And I think that that's actually a bias that we have baked in to the North American markets where we live in. Like I know for, for any Canadians or Americans, we're so much more preferable of Nike than Adidas, but that's in North America, right? That's in Canada, like in US. Because what's fascinating is that when you do look at somewhere like China or even internationally, but in China, Adidas is actually quite big. I'm literally filming this in Taiwan. I see the amount of people wearing Adidas, New Balance. In my opinion, it almost, I don't wanna say Trump's Nike, but it's, it's far more popular here, these other brands than just the Nike, uh, like it is in America. And in fact, when we look at their uh, net sales by, by segment, this is from 2020, but it'll give us a good gist. We see North America, yeah, it's a good slice of the pie, 24%, but actually significantly more in their local market or where they're from, Europe, Germany, and Asia Pacific. This is the big bulk of this company. And then you take into account that China in particular has been super, super strict on their COVID policies. Basically, things have been shut down like far worse than anywhere else. To me, that absolutely has been reflected in the numbers. We see that slow down. Uh, pretty much over the past few couple years, but that's a short-term thing in the big scheme of things. Like we see COVID basically, it fell off a cliff here <clears throat> during the actual pandemic when everything got locked down. And what's hindering these numbers, I believe even further is of course, Asia, a big, big part of their market is still closed down, but that is a short-term thing. I say short-term, who knows when this will, you know, open up like, like back to normal, so to speak. But, um, it will, right? It will. Like investors get so caught up in the data in, in the in the short term that this is the end of the world and China is a country that's no longer going to operate. That's such a f flawed way to look at it. Like COVID, yeah, maybe they're taking measures serious, more serious than anywhere else, but China is going to continue being powerful. They're going to continue to grow and it's just going to continue to be a, a powerful market for com companies like this and other companies that operate there, a Starbucks, whatever the case is. So to me, it's a short-term mindset. And with all that said, when I see the stock down this high off, um, off, well, the, the, not that it's just off highs, but it's something that has piqued my interest initially. And then you see different, um, resources analysts believing that they are trading below fair value, let's say 40, 50%. It's definitely one that piques my interest and a nice little dividend along the way. That's stock number one. Let me know what you think down below. Uh, stock number two is Disney. Another similar story where basically, I think the stock actually did get ahead of it. I remember Disney, you know, going through this initial run, uh, where was it? I think it was around 2020 that I started buying Disney way back then ended up selling Disney. I forget exactly where, but I always thought Disney got a little bit uh, ahead of itself not entirely sure why, but clearly things are coming back down to more le norm more normal levels. And this is another case where you have a powerful, very strong uh, business and a very strong company, a very, very wide moat, but the factors at play have really uh, given Disney some, some troubles, right? Obviously with their parks shutting down, they uh, completely cut off the dividend, which caught me by surprise. So FYI, Disney is no longer a dividend stock. I would still consider a dividend stock, just temporarily not. I'm almost, I would say with confidence that with time, they will uh, reinstate the dividend um, because for years and years and years and years, they were known as a very powerful dividend paying company. But I think with Disney, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just an opportunity to take advantage of, of a drop here because Disney uh, Plus, which is uh, obviously a newer segment for them has been showing great success. I think when they rolled this out back in 2020 or whatever it was, I wasn't entirely sure whether it would pick up 
traction like with all the different competitors and all of the different uh, options and streaming platforms available i was like i'm not going to subscribe to disney plus i have netflix this or that i think that's proven to, to to be false like i was wrong there because disney plus not only is growing their numbers 152 million worldwide uh users or uh subscribers excuse me like we have disney plus and this whole demographic with kids and disney and these shows even like my wife she watches the the kim kardashian shows on disney plus i don't know why that's on there but it is and there's there's options made for more than just kids that's i think a big mistake to think this is just a kid streaming uh thing it's not there's so many different things and clearly that has been reflected well in the numbers so i think that's uh at least since they've rolled this out i would say this has been actually quite impressive and then on that downside you see these other streaming platforms which are getting a little bit of flack for for sucking really Hey, maybe Disney Plus is there. What's fascinating here is they just announced very recently that they're going to be doing their ad-supported Disney Plus subscription, very similar to that Netflix like basic, uh, basic model plus like six ninety nine plus, plus ads. Obviously, this is yet to be seen. This rolls out on December eighth. When you see these big providers all doing it, it's like, hey, we have to kind of. There's probably a reason why they're doing it, right? Probably done the research. They've crunched their numbers and they said, hey, we're going to get more users on if we have this ad-supported platform. Again, very early to know, but what we're seeing with Disney is nothing revolutionary. They're just basically doing exactly what Netflix is doing uh, with their ad supported platform. I'm missing a whole little slide here, but basically what I'm trying to get at is these Disney parks, like they will always be a, always, always be uh, an attraction for everybody. And I think that's going to be the case going forward. Nothing's going to come and compete with Disney. They're great. This is a great hold. I believe long-term for, uh, especially like a lot of questions I get is for my kids. Why? Speaking of kids, why do you keep creeping over here and scratching my bum? Speaking of kids, like we're gonna go to Disneyland when she's old enough and kids will constantly go to Disneyland. All these families are gonna go. That's not gonna change uh, ever, really. And what I was trying to get at was I get a lot of questions from you guys saying, what's a good stock for you know my kids to own? Or I wanna buy my kids something in their RESPs or whatever. I think Disney's a really good one because it's, you know, the kids can resonate with it. They can connect with it. Uh, again, I think the dividend will be reinstated with time and yeah, it's just a powerhouse company that I believe is worth uh, worth a look at at these levels. Looks to be hopefully finding some sort of support here, but <coughs> we'll see with that one. Um, I'm actually not buying Disney for myself personally, but I want to finish off with our Canadian selection. I will just say before we go into that, if you guys have not downloaded Blossom, I know I've said it over the past few videos, but like literally go to the App Store right now. It's down in the description. You can see my entire portfolio. You can see the trades that I've been buying because it is completely free. Max just rolled out a really big uh, update to the UI and I think it looks really, really great. It is um, super modern, super inviting, super friendly, and they're just working so hard over there to build the best little community and product for Canadian investors where you can see what people are buying and uh, create a little following over there. Talk stock, talk everything completely free. Again, there's a link to the App Store. There's a link to Google Play down in the description below. And uh, if you guys haven't already, take a moment to go check it out. We're still in the very, very early days, but every little support and every little bit of uh, community uh, matters at this point. So would love for you guys to check that out. And again, as a bonus, you get to see, literally see my stocks, my portfolios, every little thing. Um, let's finish off with our Canadian selection. I can't forget about our Canadian stock investors because i know you guys want uh this we're going with fortis again another non-tech stock but one that has started to kind of come off highs i think that fortis is like literally when i look at a chart like of all the stocks that i follow in my entire life i look at a chart that's like what is indicative of the most up and to the right with these buying opportunities over the years it's got to be fortis like it's just one of the healthiest looking charts and one of the clearest opportunities to just buy the dip 
over and over and over and over again. Basically, what we're looking at here is um, the 4.24% dividend. For those not familiar with Fortis, this is obviously our utility company. Um, clear, clear, uh, safe pick in the space. Just to highlight something about Fortis, like why this company is just going to continue powering on for investors is 99% of their 99% regulated utility assets. This is basically like, I don't want to say like guaranteed money, but they essentially like have to provide utilities and like natural gas and or gas and electricity. It's like, it, it's a need in our, in our world and in our economy. And it's just so, so uh, high quality and regulated, right? 10 regulated utilities business. I actually wanted to talk about the average annual return for shareholders averaging roughly 9%, they say here. It's really funny when people say, oh, Fortis is just a stock for old people. And it is, like, don't get me wrong. I would say this stock does lean towards an older investor, someone who's looking for income. It's not gonna give you the growth that you would expect out of, let's say, a Tesla or a, let's say out of a, a Google. That's not the whole point of the stock. This point is more of a steady uh, income generating asset for you. But it's important to look here at things like total return because although the share price doesn't grow all that much, and it does grow here, we see that, but it's not like, reaching out at you when you do factor in the total shareholder return so incorporating dividends you do see that the returns are actually a lot higher than what you would expect right so here over a 20-year period 11 percent compounding uh 10-year period 8.7 and then five years 6.2 so it's like you know you get the argument all the time well this stock doesn't really grow it just spits out dividends and it does but your return as an investor can come in the form of dividends it can come in the form of appreciation or a or a form of both and as an investor if you're one that just buys along these valleys and buys along these dips uh that to me is how you win in the stock market if you are just constantly buying the dip on a company like Fortis, which again is reliable stable and is going to continue growing in my opinion you could obviously do your own research and due diligence you're winning because then you are not only receiving the dividends the juiced up yields you're also appreciate you're also benefiting from the capital appreciation uh, from that standpoint, assuming this chart just goes out and who knows, this is just because it's gone up to the right thus far, that doesn't mean it will. But in my opinion, due to how uh, stable this business is, and again, that's why I highlight this chart here, basically just like guaranteed money. I don't know if that's the right way to look at it, but um, it's probably not the right way to say it, but you guys get what I'm trying to say. Uh, very, very reliable stock and a stock outside of the tech sector that does pay a really nice dividend. Uh, finally on this point, and I, I missed another thing here, but um, averaging seven to four to six percent uh, dividend growth through 2027 20, in their most recent earnings report, they did absolutely confirm that. Um, so they did just increase the dividend recently, six uh, percent increase to the dividend. I believe it was here representing a six percent increase to the quarterly dividend. This was back in September of 2028. And in their most recent earnings report, which I was going through, um, and I don't know why I didn't have it up right now, but they basically confirmed with their capital allocations, basically this could be the one, um, they basically confirmed that through 2027, for the next five years, they are targeting 6% dividend growth, meaning that these dividends, the 4% yield, they are looking to grow that by 6% each and every year for the next five years. Looks like they're far on shape to do that. Um, unfortunately, I don't have the, the slide up here. Uh, I'll have to dig that up later, but it was, um, you can do your own research on that. They basically confirm that that's what's happening. And I would say that's kind of a cool little fun blitz of stocks for you guys. You have Adidas, which is the most random of the bunch, one that you probably weren't considering, especially the fact that it's ADR. You have Disney, which is your classic company, which again has been struggling, but I think uh, long-term, nothing really to, to worry about with a company like Disney. And then uh, lastly, you have your old reliable Ford. It's your Canadian stock, 
pulling in dividends. With that, I can wrap up the video. These are just three stocks I'm looking at. I found it really fascinating when I was going through my research, or not research, but I was just kind of looking at these different stocks out on the market. It's like, there are a lot of stocks that have not been hit by this pandemic, like a Loblaws, or like, for example, I think I was looking at a waste management stock. And it's so funny that, you know, yeah, these stocks have been performing well as of recent in comparison to all the tech stocks. Everything, everybody just covers the tech stocks, tech stocks, tech stocks, but there's so much more to investing than beyond just high tech. And it's investors that were all in tech that are getting crushed right now. And it's the ones that are holding these kind of boring stocks that are like, hey, not bad at all. I think Walmart's another example of a stock that as well has been performing quite well as of recent. A little bit of a drop off here, but you get what I'm saying. It's times like now where investors realize like, oh crap, I probably should be diversified into these other areas other than just owning all the FANG stocks. And that's my whole portfolio. Uh, just a fun little point to look at there. So with that said, guys, I will uh, wrap up today's video. Take a second, go to the video description and download Blossom. I'll just show you guys here actually the new U, the new UI. So like literally, I think it looks... I think it looks so so inviting and friendly. There's these polls and whatnot. You can scan over to see my entire portfolio. You can create your own portfolio, but um, yeah, you'll be able to follow everything. You'll see exactly what I mean when I talk about my portfolio. You can look at uh, all that down below. I will wrap up the video here. Um, as always, check out the Investing Academy if you want courses and training in the stock market. Let me know down below what stocks you guys have been eyeing right now. I'd love to know your thoughts on my selections today. But as always, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next video.